0: And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast.
1: Every time I try to make it on my Every time I try to stand, I start to fall All those lonely walls that I have
0: traveled,
1: there was Jesus. When the life I built came crashing to the ground, when the friends I had were nowhere to be found, I could not see it then, but I can see it now. There was Jesus in the waiting, in the searching, in the healing, in the hiding, Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. Every minute, every moment, where I've been or where I'm going. Even when I didn't know it or could not see it. This man will need amazing kind of grace for forgiveness and a price I could not pay. I'm not perfect, so I thank God every day. There was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing in the hiding Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces In every minute, every moment Where I've been or where I'm going Even when I didn't know it or couldn't see There was Jesus On the mountains, in the valleys There was Jesus In the shadows of the alley, there was Jesus in the fire, in the flood. There was Jesus in the waiting, in the searching, in the healing and hiding, like a blessing bird. The broken can be Every minute, every moment, where I've been, or where I'm going, even when I didn't know it or could not see it, there was Jesus. Oh, there-
2: Is everywhere. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. There was Jesus. Indeed, yes, Sister Joseph. Jesus is everywhere. We want to thank you for blessing our hearts tonight with that special song. Praise God. Now I'd just like to invite you all to sit back and get your pens and paper in hand as we get ready to be blessed tonight from the word with a word from God's anointed. Messenger, and we want to invite Pastor Saul to come on tonight and give us a word directly from the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Happy Sabbath, Pastor Saul.
3: Good evening, my dear sister. Blessed Sabbath to you. Can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Good evening and happy Sabbath.
3: Thank you kindly. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me bless his holy name. Thank you, our dear sister, for that beautiful, heartfelt music of meditation. And I want to say a blessed uh Sabbath to each and every one of you, my fellow brothers and sisters, on the Lord's Day on this last Sabbath of February twenty twenty one. The days are going by fleeting by quickly. Just the other day was the beginning of this new year twenty twenty one and we're now Entering into soon the third month of this of this first quarter of 2021. In fact, and in truly indeed, time not only is running by, fleeting by, but time is running out. And I know that each day we are edging closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you believe it, you can say Amen just where you are. Amen. Praise God for the testimonies this evening. And thank God for the way he has been leading, he has been guiding, directing our lives. And so long as we yield to the Master's power and to his control and influence, he will continue to lead us on. As the song says, lead on, O King Eternal, lead on, O God of might. May that be the song of our hearts in these closing times of Earth's history. I would like to prayerfully share with you a word of God that he has placed on my heart this evening to share with you as it blessed and encouraged me, I pray, that it will also bless and encourage you. The short word I'd like to share with you this evening is entitled, Only If You're Thirsty. Only if you're thirsty. Shall you pray with me even now? Loving Lord Jesus, as we open your words, open our minds to understand, our eyes to see and our ears to hear and receive your words of life, for they are spirit and they are life, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Only if you're thirsty. I'm just wondering if you may have seen some time ago a uh, very intriguing television program. Actually, I, I don't watch TV anymore. I don't. First of all, I don't have time, and number two, I don't have cable. But uh, you know, it's every now and then there's some 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 decent decent things you can watch. Even the news we get tired of. But there was this interesting show some time ago, not too long, only several years ago, called Extreme Makeover. How many of you have seen that? Perhaps you all know what I'm talking about. It was a television program called Extreme Makeover. And it was where they take these people who are not happy with their lives and the way they look and through a series of operations and cosmetic surgery, dental work, liposuction, hair changes, and other things I don't want to mention. uh, They are then transformed into a beautiful person, at least so they think they are. Uh, I've uh, I watched this program a few times because I, I didn't have much to choose from, and uh, you know it caught my attention, and um, you know uh, and and it's very interesting. Uh, there were some some quite homely looking people transformed or tried to transform them into a, a movie star, so to speak. But that is of course why they call it makeover. See, the bottom line was that these people who have had these extreme makeovers were not happy with themselves to begin with because of the way they looked and the way they appeared. They, they were not truly uh, internally contented with who they are. They, they looked in the mirror and they saw defects that they wanted to remove or to cover up. They had, they had flaws, as it were, that they were ashamed of and they went through intense pain to try to correct or to hide themselves or hide these blemishes. In fact, almost every one of us has some flaw, some blemish that we would like to change, that we would like to hide if we can't change it. if and But if we could change it, we would if given a chance to do so. Perhaps I'm wondering if... Some the the cast from Extreme Makeover came knocking on one of your doors, came knocking on any one of your doors. Would you accept the Extreme Makeover Challenge? And they'll tell you, okay, look, are you happy with yourself? We are here. We're going to take care of all of your expenses. We can, we'll take care of all of your medical bills. Whatever you're not happy with in terms of the way you look, we will change you. Well, many people have bought into that. Many people believe that Making an external change will bring internal joy and happiness. It it will take away the internal pain by changing the outward appearance. But I'm so thankful this evening, my brothers and sisters. I'm so thankful to God that he does not specialize in cosmetic Christianity. He does not specialize in external makeovers. He specializes in internal makeovers okay you're not seeing what i'm saying stay with me a little bit longer this evening just for the next few moments together but don't you know that god long before extreme makeover became a hit television program and series god our god don't you know that our god has always been in the business from the beginning of time since creation he has been in the business of doing and giving extreme makeovers. Okay, somebody's not seeing what I'm saying. Turn with me to John chapter 4, the Gospel of John. Turn with me to the Gospel of John chapter 4. And I love this passage of Scripture. You have heard it read. You have read it yourselves. You've heard sermons upon sermons, devotional thoughts, heralded and preached from this passage of Scripture. But it's always worthy of repetition. Perhaps we will get a fresh look again at this wonderful scripture. And of course, I'm speaking to you on the titles and subject this evening uh, entitled, Only If You're Thirsty. And so here it is. We come now to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And I'll just read in your hearing, just starting from uh, verse 3. And speaking of Jesus, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. Verse 4 says, but he needed to go through Samaria. Now, you've got to love God's word because God's word spares no uh, gain. In other words, I'm saying God's word uh, makes no mistakes. God's words are not wasted. There is no excess of God's word. God is precise and concise. The Bible says in verse 4, but he needed to go through Samaria. I'm wondering why he needed to go through Samaria. You often wonder why we need to go through some place because God has a master plan for you and I. Stay with me. Verse 5. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sikar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well, verse 6, was there, Jesus therefore being weary from his journey. Sacked by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Verse 7 says, a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Verse 8, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Verse 9, then the woman of Samaria said to him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? The Jews have no dealing, dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Okay, hold on, I'll stick a pin there for a moment. This is a powerful story. Uh, You've been blessed by it before. I hope you'll be blessed by it just one more time. This is so powerful. First, we see that it was necessary for Jesus to go through Samaria because he had a divine appointment that day. And then now Jesus comes and he breaks down uh, a cultural, uh, as it were, an ethnic barrier. See, Jesus is in the business of breaking down barriers. God is no respecter of persons. When he calls us to minister and share the word, he, he will take care of those uh, barriers. He will break down those barriers, those barricades, those hindrances, those things that prevent us from serving him. But this is so powerful. Now watch this as it continues. He says to this woman, if you knew the gift of God. Brothers and sisters, do we know the gift of God? Do our family members know the gift of God? Does, does people around us in our circle of influence, our neighbors at a workplace, do they know the gift of God? Have they seen the gift of God in your life and my life? That's the question. Uh, but then the Bible continues in verse 11. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as well as his sons and livestock? Wow. Jesus then answered in verse 13 and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him he will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Somebody ought to say, "Amen." that's the water I want. How about you? But listen, the plot thickens and the story gets sweeter. Watch it now. Verse 15. Now, after hearing this now, check this out. After hearing this after this encounter with with jesus she never met jesus before but there's just something about jesus that that she forgets about drawing water and now she's drawn to him because jesus has a drawing power he says and i if i be lifted up will draw all men and women unto him boys and girls so so instead of now coming to draw water she is drawn to jesus now she's drawn to the living water And watch this in verse 15. She says, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. In other words, something was happening in her life. Something was going on in her life. We know the story. We don't have time to go into every detail. I wish I I had time to tell you a little bit more about this. But here it is, that God specializes in these extremes Makeovers. Isn't it amazing? This woman, uh, her life was a total mess. She, she, had, she had lost all respectability among her neighbors. She was the talk of the town. People avoided speaking to her. In the eyes of society, she, she was an outcast. She had gone through five failed marriages, and the man she was shacking up with now was not her husband. Jesus points it out later on in the text. She was a good candidate for an extreme makeover. But one day, the master of extreme makeovers drops by the town, by the well, and that she was coming to. Jesus gave her something called living water. And and she said, I want it. That which you are describing, I need it. Not Not only do I want it, but I need it. I need it. And so she ran, the Bible says, After encountering Jesus, something happened. After receiving Jesus, the living water, her life began to change. She was truly thirsty. She thought she came uh, for just plain H2O water, but she came into the presence of the divine living H2O, the source of water. He was the life, the fountain of living waters, and so when she tasted of the living waters. Somehow something happened to her. Of course, the Bible says that she ran back into town and began to tell people about her extreme makeover. I would like to think that she regained her own self-respect. Think about it. She probably had a a very low self-esteem, but somehow Jesus restored her low self-esteem. And now she became a child of God, a daughter of God, a witness of God, a missionary for God. Now she had joy instead of sadness. She had peace instead of, instead of pain. She had faith instead of fear. She had an extreme makeover at the well outside of Samaria. There was someone else, of course, we know in the Bible who had an extreme makeover. His life was a total mess. His life was in shambles. His, he had lost his family and friends. He no longer could live a life of happiness and peace, for you see, he had become possessed by demons, and they literally tore his life into pieces. He was so deranged that he had to dwell among tombs outside the city. He wore no clothes and often cut himself with sharp stones. You know the story. No man could tame him, and when they walked by the cemetery, you could probably hear screams of the poor man, for he was tormented by these demons day and night. He was a candidate for an extreme makeover in the worst kind of way but one day the master extreme makeover passed by it only took jesus a few minutes perhaps seconds we don't know to change that 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 man's life that young man's life he cast out the demons and restored his mind the town folk could hardly believe that their eyes their eyes when they saw that the same man now is worshiping at the feet of jesus Closed in his right mind. He could now call his old friends and say, look at me, I'm not the man I used to be, uh, the woman that came from, to, to Samaria at the well. I'm no longer that woman that I used to be because I met a man, and no wonder she had to declare, come see a man who told me, come see a man who told me things that I never knew, that completely, Change her life forever. Brothers and sisters, what a difference. What a difference Jesus makes when He does an extreme makeover in our lives. You know, sometimes we want things to change. But I'll tell you what, you know, what is amazing is that He may not be able, He may not fix our nose, or He may not give us pretty white teeth all the time or remove our wrinkles. But here is the amazing Word of God. The Bible says that if any man in Christ 2nd Corinthians 5 verse 17 if any man be in Christ he or she is a new creation all things are passed away all things become new here Jesus is inviting us only if you're thirsty he says come and drink of the living water because if you drink this water you will never thirst again how many of you want to drink that water this evening I know I need that water I know I need that extreme makeover. How about you? If anyone here this evening in the hearing of my voice is going through some shambles in your life, some difficulties, some adversities, some tempests, some storms, Jesus is still in the business of doing extreme makeovers. Can I get a witness this evening? God is able to do something for you. You don't have to stand in line. You don't have to worry about not getting chosen. You are, you and I are invited To come to Jesus right now just where we are so that he can work in our lives. No one is an impossibility case to Jesus. God can take the lowest. He can take the roughest. He can take the meanest. He can take the the most contemptible, the most despicable, the most outcast and change his or her life in the most positive way. God can make a complete change in your life and my life. Because he is still the master extreme makeover. We used to be working for the enemy. Now we can be working for God. We were once children of darkness. Now we have become children of light. We used to be a slave of sin. But now we are a servant of God. Now we are made free from sin. And we yield fruit that only renders holiness and ends up into everlasting life that water uh, into everlasting life when we drink of that living water. You see, God can do an extreme makeover in your life and my life. He can take the flaws out. He can take the blemishes out. He can take the ugly stains out. He can take away our shame and condemnation. What a mighty God. What an almighty God we serve. Now notice something really important. You see, those people who have physical makeovers on those shows had to do something to keep themselves looking good. The makeover was just the beginning. The doctors did what they could do. The cosmetic people did what they could do. But cosmetic, uh, cosmetics only last for a time. It sometimes and eventually wears out and fades out. But the good news is that we don't need to put on a facade. We don't need to put on uh, an external uh, uh, cloak to cover up our blemishes and our mistakes. We, all we have to do is come to Jesus, because he says, and in, in, I'll share with you in Isaiah, the powerful chapter of Isaiah, chapter uh, 64, verse 8. I love the Word of God. It says, But now, O Lord, Thou art our Father, we are the clay, and Thou art the potter. We are the work of Thine hands. I just want to encourage somebody today. Let the hand of God work the clay for his own honor and glory. He knows just what kind of vessel he wants you and I to be. If self, if you and I will submit to be worked to God, if we will cooperate with God, if we will pray in unity, work in unity, taking our place uh, in, in the web of life, we will grow into a beautiful Fabric that will rejoice in God's universe. You see, the Potter cannot mold and fashion unto honor that which has never been placed in His hands. We've got to place our lives in God's hands. You see, the Christian life, as we know, is one of daily surrender. It is one of submission, uh, continual overcoming. Every day, God wants to give us fresh, fresh victories. Self must lost be lost sight of, and the love of God must constantly be cultivated in our hearts. That's how we grow up in Christ. And so the potter takes the clay in his hand, and he molds and fashions it, and according to his own will, he kneads it and works it, he tears it apart, and then presses it back together. Thus, it becomes a vessel fit for use. So, the great master worker, I like to call him the divine extreme makeover, desires to mold and fashion us. And as the clay, as we are in his, in his hands, so are we. As, as, as the clay is in the hands of the potter, so are we in his hands. We are not to try to do the work of the potter. Our part is to yield ourselves to the molding of the master worker, the master extreme makeover. Can I get a witness here today in the name of Jesus? The Bible says, if anyone be in Christ, he is the new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So is our life somehow not what we want it to be? When we look at ourselves, are we not happy with ourselves? Well, I want to tell you something. I want to talk to you today. Do you have bitterness eating away, uh, stealing your joy? And your peace, do you have things in your life that is not going well, that's not making you happy, is your life filled sometimes with pain and jealousy and bitterness and unforgiveness? Well, I've got good news for you. There is hope today because the living water is passing by. Uh, there's hope for you today because the master of extreme makeovers is alive and well, and he's still in the business of not only adjusting our lives not modifying our lives but completely transforming extremely our lives into his divine image and his likeness how many of you want to be extremely made over in the image and in the and the divine impress of jesus christ our lord how many of you want to be god to work to reproduce his character in your life well i want to be first in line how about you I thank God that he's able to take little and make it into much. I'm so glad that he can take this worthless piece and lump of clay, and when we place it in his hands, he can form and fashion it. He can shape and sculpt us and make us into something that is priceless and of inestimable value. And so just like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy But then, 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 I heard my Savior speaking. Draw from that well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lifted it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Only if you're thirsty, Jesus will fill your cup. How many of you want to be filled today? How many of you want to be extremely made over? Jesus is waiting for us at the well, only if you're thirsty. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed.